0: From the number one best selling author of Life Rescripted, you're now tuning in to the Year of Purpose podcast. I'm Zephin Moses Blacksburg. International speaker Jen Grisanti is an acclaimed story and career consultant with her own firm, Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc., and a writing instructor for Writers on the Verge at NBC. She spent 12 years as a studio executive, including working as head of current programming at Spelling Television and VP of current programming at CBS Paramount. Jen also blogs for the Huffington Post and is an author of Storyline, Finding Gold in Your Life Story, TV Writing Toolkit, How to Write a Script That Sells, and her new book, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, A Path to Your Success. Jen, thanks so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing with this podcast. I think it's great. Thanks so
0: much. So, you know, you and I have... So much to talk about here, because as you know, I just released Life Rescripted, and I think that we both are in the same sort of line of work, that we have this filmmaking background, and we understand that it's all about the story, and so many people today are just craving uh, redesigning and rewriting their story. I'd love to just give them a little bit of background, because you've got quite the history in the film industry, and I'd love to hear, you know, how did you even initially get interested, and where did this sort of journey lead you? Uh, you know, how did you get to today?
1: Of course. Uh, So I started my career in 1992, essentially. I mean, I went to USC, studied film and television, got out in communications, got out, wasn't totally clear what I wanted to do, Uh, had interest in producing, had interest in writing, had interest in being an agent or a manager. So I really was not Sure, and what I did that was a, a great step for people coming out of college was I went to a temp uh, to permanent job placement firm called the Freedman Agency, and Leslie Kamar, who now opened her own agency called the Kamar Agency in Beverly Hills, uh, placed me as an assistant to Aaron Spelling in 1992. So that really was the pivotal point in my career, uh, coming out of school, getting that job. Uh, Aaron Spelling became my mentor for the next 12 years. Uh, I climbed the ladder from being his assistant to being the head of current programming and covered shows between 1994 and 2004, including 90210, Melrose Place, The Originals, and Charmed and Seventh he- Heaven and everything that Spelling did between 1994 and 2004, and then I became the vice president of current programming at CBS Paramount, where I covered Em, Numbers, NCIS, forty, the 4400, and Girlfriends, and that's where my story kind of took a twist. I ended up uh, in one of in a situation where my contract wasn't picked up so after 15 years with two sister companies kind of in mid pursuit of my desire to be ahead of a studio i had to redefine what my path was and how i could take all the value from all of the executive producers, showrunners, and writers that I learned from over the years, uh, and put it into a business. And so in 2008, I opened Jen Grisanti Consultancy, which is a writer's consultancy where uh, writers uh, pay me a fee on a per project basis. So the idea is that they have like their own private studio executive and I kind of give them perspective of what the studio, what the network is looking for in their writing. Uh, And that led me to write three books, and that led me to speak around the world, and that is where I am today. So
0: it sounds like you really lived a prime example of, uh, and this is something that I've heard so many speakers and people speak about, is that when you have this option, right, to, create your own thing, or stay within this bubble of comfort and where you have been. Uh, A lot of people think, oh, well, you know, why would I take the leap? It's so scary. All these things could happen. But you're a a prime example of where, uh, you know, you had what seemed to be a very safe job and position, and it can be pulled out from underneath of you. Is that correct?
1: Yep. Yep. I think, you know, I think the fascinating thing is, like, (laughs) I remember, before right before it happened I would read about all these other executives that it happened to and I would think oh I want that situation I want to be paid out my contract to be paid out for eight months and and to see what that journey is and and it is a funny thing how it manifested itself because it happened on the heels of a situation that kind of came out of nowhere. And yes, it, it definitely was the feeling of what you're describing where it felt like my carpet was pulled out from under me and, you know, life as I knew it shifted and and I really had to look into the idea of if I wasn't Jen Grisanti, the studio executive, the vice president, which took me 13 years to get that title, then who was I? And And I really had to you know dig deep and figure out you know where was my value what was my purpose how could I take what I loved to do in my job which and what I was known for which was giving strong uh, development notes and how could I turn that into an advantage for the storyteller whether it be the fiction storyteller or the entrepreneur or anyone who really needs to understand what is the best way to tell and sell their story.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's huge. It's all about your story, right? I mean, everybody yep. wants to get to the end of their life. And, you know, I, I always picture myself as at some point, you know, I'll probably have grandkids that are like, oh, what did you do when you were, you know, in your 20s or 30s? And what did you do yep. with your life? And I just would love to have this crazy story, you know, that almost looks like a movie, and it's it it, it could almost be a movie. And I think that everybody at least wants to have some sort of a story where they can truly look back and, and be proud of it. Uh, let me ask you this, Jen. How long did it take from you know realizing that you would have to make a pivot in your career uh, to actually opening up the consultancy? I mean, are we talking you know a week or two later, all of a sudden you just said, you know, oh, I'm dedicated?
1: Oh, no, no, I honestly wish I had been that wise and full of, knowledge of knowing what to do next. I think my first thing I did, which I have to say was advantageous as well, is I knew that I had to heal. Like it it really came out of nowhere. I had never been warned. It, you know, it was on the heels of a situation and a heated discussion with the wrong person on the wrong day. And, you know, I really had to heal from, you know, my part in it as well as the recognition of feeling betrayed by the corporate part of it and and I really had to like move through those emotions and define you know again like I, I think my dilemma which is everything I teach people is like borrowing from the story world and applying those tools to our life and I knew for me this was my trigger incident and the dilemma it pushed me into was I could either continue working for someone else and have the rug pulled out from under me again or I could take matters into my own hands and at that point I had been working in the business 17 years. And I knew that I, I had staffed over 15 television shows. I had very strong relationships with agents and managers. I knew that they, you know, came out of nowhere. So I knew that I had to find a niche that would bring them value, but in a different way. Not Not as a studio executive, but would bring them value because I would take everything I learned and apply it to their writers so that it could help them get to the next level, you know, selling their scripts and staffing and so on and so forth.
0: Now, I'm sure this ability to, you know, really hone in on the writing and the story plays out into people's lives, right? I mean, this is what your new book is all about. Change your story, change your life. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, why are we so connected to our stories you know what is it about having this story that's so special to us and um and then maybe we'll dive a little bit into you know how to to write that story better or at least clarify what's going on because oftentimes we get stuck in our heads and we think we have the story of what's actually happening and then there's this totally different story of what's really happening
1: absolutely i mean that's a very very good point like when you when we look at our own narrative and our, 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 own narrative is through our world view of how we see things. And I, I think part of my healing journey before I started my own company, which I didn't even answer your question fully was, I was let go in May at the end of May of 2007. And I opened my company in January of 2008. So I actually, Started building my company in October, so I did take several months to heal, and then uh, I had the good fortune of going to CAA uh, Creative Artists Agency, and and they guided me their business development, listened to my idea for my company, and and that kind of opened doors and created a path that really helped to lead to where I am today, and then. Um, the idea of change your story, change your life is helping people to kind of look at their narratives and their worldviews. And, you know, I love the word you use pivot, you know, I I love that book pivot. And in the idea that, you know, when we have to pivot and, and look at our lives, like, I think it, it benefits us to see incidents, maybe not just from our own worldview and our own narrative, because sometimes that could be exactly what's getting in our own way of finding success.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that there are so many things that can get in our way, including ourselves, including the stories that other people tell us about, uh, you know, what they believe is possible for us. You know, prime example, I had a friend of mine reach out to me today. And, uh, you know, I'm 26. He's a few years younger. He's just fresh out of college. And, uh, you know, he's in a job that he's absolutely miserable in. And his parents are saying, you know, you have to stay there. You have to stay there. You can't, jump into the entrepreneurship world, it's not going to work." And I said, well, first of all, this is the only time in your life where you can do this and totally screw up and recover from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you have no obligations, no mortgage, no kids, no nothing. But second, you know, and I think he really noticed this once I brought it up to him, was that, you know, his parents had a story for him as to how they thought his life should play out, which was very similar to how they spent their life. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, his story is completely up to him. Uh, And and I think it definitely opened his eyes to some things. And a lot of people who are tuning in right now, I'm sure are thinking, you know, they don't know if they should follow this story of, you know, their gut feeling and instinctually what they feel like they should be doing, or if they should follow the story that everyone else around them is telling them. Did you ever have anyone on your path who had kind of said, oh, you know, you can never do that or there's no way it's going to work?
1: oh my god <laughs> climbing the corporate ladder and Hollywood, I would of course the word no was something I heard all the time and I think what no for me the word no began it didn't really have any weight like all the word no meant was this angle isn't working try a new angle so the word no actually ignited and motivated me to find a way to turn the no into a yes.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's something where I'm kind of in the same boat. And prime example, again, I uh, we were on vacation when I was younger, we're on a boat on a lake, and we saw these people jumping off of a cliff. And I'll never forget, my dad turned to me and said, I bet you can't do that. And like, before he finished the sentence, I already jumped in the water and was swimming towards the cliff. And of course, I jumped off of it and they filmed it and you can hear him on camera saying, oh my God, I can't believe he's going to do it.
1: (laughs) Yep. Well, jumping off cliffs, that's a perfect uh, symbolic metaphor to everything we do in life. I mean, I think if you are truly ambitious in whatever your arena, your business arena is, then jumping off cliffs is is a huge thing. And I think... I think like when I look back when I was your age uh when I look back uh to when I was 26 I think if I had only recognized that my failures would move me forward I think I probably would have been open to failing and being to being less cautious and being open to failing more recognizing that, that every incredible entrepreneur who's killing it out there has a string of stories of failures. And I can tell you as an entrepreneur who's owned our own company for eight years and it's grown every year, like failure is a part of the way we learn and the way we grow.
0: Yeah. I mean, failure is a huge part of it. Uh, I think that a lot of The most well, probably every successful person has failed at some point in their life. I don't think anyone was that lucky to to not have failed or at least made some pretty big mistakes. Right. Um, I want to jump back to just the telling of the story and the actual act of of telling and then changing the story. And you know one of the big things that I really worked on and encouraged people in my book was to really get it out on paper because it's not enough to, to have it up in your mind uh, I think that there's a huge difference between you know if I were just talking to you and explaining my story versus you know if I put it down on paper um, you know how should people tell their story like where do they even begin some people think that uh they have nothing to give you know and usually there's there's quite a few gifts in telling of that story so I'm just curious you know where do we start in even sharing uh you know who we are
1: absolutely I have an exercise and it it was interesting it came out at a event of mine where I started to ask people what was their universal life moment and and it became too time-consuming because people would tell these very long stories and so I condensed it into an exercise that has become the most popular exercise at all of my workshops which is called logline for your life so in my book change your story change your life I actually call it summary line because it more applies to everybody in every walk of life and logline tends to connotate the entertainment business but uh, so it's a summary line of looking at your life uh, and looking at the story points of a trigger incident that pushes you into a dilemma and then the choice that you make in the dilemma defines your pursuit so uh, the formula is set up of who and the who is you uh, and I tell people to create empathy just as we do in fiction so it's usually somebody going through a life incident where the world is turned upside down then the dilemma that they're pushed into is what leads them into a pursuit so really understanding in your own life how when these moments of uh, our world shifting happens if we could look at the choice that we make in the dilemma and see that this defines our goal and then really design a story arc so that we are taking actions with the recognition that we will hit obstacles and we will get over obstacles and have a clear goal in mind so you know I agree with you that I think it it, Definitely helps for people to get it down on paper. And so I start uh, my story people with a uh, logline for your life, then that will go into a story arc where you'll kind of go even deeper into that process of looking at like what is the what are some themes in your life? what are you what are you debating as a result of the trigger incident and dilemma that pushes you into a pursuit? and really um really seeing that you know we all have story arcs we all have a story to tell and understanding how to tell our story and understanding that our emotional truth is what uh, ignites our voice and our voice is what connects us to the people in very often in business and our target audience
0: so When we're looking at this story, one of the big things that I really like that you do is you're not you're looking at the trigger incident, uh, not just the kind of the side effects of that, Uh, because sometimes many people just start with, oh, here was the big problem in my life. Right. Or they'll start with, you know, here was where I was at rock bottom. And I think it's so important to go back to the trigger incident and really bring up, you know, where they were at before that even happened. Because, you know, this is if this is the one big thing that transformed their life, uh, I think it helps big time to know what type of person was this guy or girl, you know, before that even happened. Um, Absolutely. So I really like that you do that. Now there was something when I was just in doing some research on your website and finding out more about you uh, was that you had mentioned adding fiction to your truth in your writing. So I was curious to hear from you what this meant and how uh, we can go about adding fiction to our truth to, I guess, are we embellishing it? Or are we making it more interesting?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, adding fiction creates safety. So if people want to bury their emotional truth, because so many writers or storytellers are afraid to really dig deep because of who it may affect in their life. And, and so by adding fiction to your truth, you're able to still connect through your emotional truth, but there may be, you know, the fiction may hide it a little more. For example, um, one of my first log lines, of my life, which, you know, represented a marriage that was many, many, many years ago. It feels like a different lifetime. Um, that was, uh, a, a newly married bride obsessed with fairy tales, uh, falls through a, a rabbit hole and wakes up president of cheated on anonymous. Mm. So it was the idea of the emotional truth of, uh, the fairy tale ended and yet, a new direction came out of it and that was passing the story forward to other people who have been through the same incident and I kind of borrowed from uh, another real life story where you know I knew of um, a friend whose daughter was killed in an accident and killed by a drunk driver and his wife uh, ended up forgiving the drunk driver and becoming President of mad uh, mothers against drunk drivers and so that kind of inspired the idea of if we take the fall and we find something good that can come from it um then there's a purpose for it
0: yeah I, I think that's that's quite amazing you know at first I was like man add fiction to your story like why would we do that but I think <laughs> that uh, you know this kind of ties back into a little bit about how uh, we feel that the story is going one way. And then if you look at the actual story, you know, there's there's a little bit of a difference between the two of them. So I think that it's a great way to kind of look at both sides of the story there. Um, something that you also talk about is being an active hero in your story. Could you expand on that?
1: Yes. Um, most people, uh, you have two choices when you go through a trigger incident. And those two choices are, are you can fall victim to the fall, or you can be an active hero in your own story. And if we look at story going back to Aristotle and Joseph Campbell in the hero's journey, you know it's all the recognition of when you have an active hero, then you create a positive outcome. Uh, when you have a reactive hero, which many of us become, when we become victims, then you're reacting to life, and when you do take the shift to recognize that if you are an active hero in your own life, then you can create the type of story uh, that you want to be living. Yeah, so in a sense, you
0: now have the ability to write your own ending, it's totally up to you.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: And I think that's how many people want it. I mean, you know, everybody wants their Disney ending. And while it might not happen exactly how they had pictured it, I think that we still have the ability to, you know, control our our reactions to certain events in our life. I think we definitely have the ability to make choices uh, as to where to go next or how to change what's happened to us. And so I I completely agree with you 100%. And, you know, it's been a great talk so far. I'd love to share with people where they can get access to, uh, you know, a copy of your book. Where can they find Change Your Story, Change Your Life? And also how can they find out more information about you?
1: Uh, Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, you could get online at Amazon.com. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it at many of the entertainment specialty uh, stores like The Writer's Store. Uh, I don't know if it's at Samuel French. I believe Storyline is my other book. Um, if you want to get uh, in touch with me, it's very easy. My website is jengrisanti.com and my email is jen at jengrisanti.com uh, and my website is full of resources and information and videos and links and all kinds of stuff for storytellers.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much for that. And Jen, is there any, you know, sort of final parting words or or words of wisdom just for anyone tuning in who's thinking that, you know, it's really time to make a change in their story?
1: Absolutely. Really recognize that rock bottom, uh, all is lost. These are the gold that connects us to others. So recognizing that by spinning that gold and and becoming active in your own story, you can create an even more positive outcome than the original direction you were going.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, Jen. And I think that's an amazing way to end the episode. And it's been a pleasure speaking with you.
1: It's been great speaking with you too. Thank you so much.
0: Hey everyone, it's Zeph. Did you like this episode? Be sure to subscribe so that you can tune in next week and tell a friend about the show. If you want access to free training and exclusive interviews on success, happiness, lifestyle design, and adventure, visit me at yearofpurpose.com. Until next time, go out and let life surprise you so that you can live a life rescripted.